from the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 99. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm your host, Chris Curran, and I'm happy you're able to join me. This is the show where we talk about uh, a lot of things, a lot of things unseen and otherworldly, including spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, um, and a lot of personal development. Or some people would call it self-help. We broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream. And then we archive every episode as a podcast in three different places. On iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website, www.themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net. You'll find links to our social media and link to the Fractal Stream and also all our previous episodes, which you can search for by tag and keyword and all that fun stuff. Uh, we even have an email list you can sign up for. I I don't send that many alerts through the email list, but uh, sometimes I do. So we definitely won't annoy you if you want to get an alert now and then. <laughs> and we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Great group that does meetups and retreats for those times in your life when you just really need to hit the pause button and stop the madness and unload all your baggage and just be a human being for two hours or two days. Now there's an idea, huh? Pauseyourlife.org is the website. Pauseyourlife.org. And we have, uh, we're going to finish up this set one section of the James Allen book we, we started yesterday. And this is, uh, this is a great one. I have some notes on this one as well. So I think, uh, I think we should get right into it. Um, I, there are a few things that have happened in, in life in the past few days that uh, in a way I want to comment on them, but in a way I, I don't because, uh. You know, I, I sometimes don't know how much, like if I use an example of someone I know and, you know, they might be listening and then they might say, hey, why did you tell everybody about my situation? <laughs> so uh, anyway, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable and and it's nothing major. It's nothing major, but um, just life lessons. You know, I think I've said before that our lives our life is one big experiment and we're, we're really learning about ourselves and becoming more self-aware, self with the capital S. And 
we have to do things and learn. I mean, that's part of being a human. You know, some people call it the, that, well, some people say this is a school, right? We're learning. So we have to do things and feel things and reflect on things. That's why it's great to keep a spiritual diary. I'm not sure if you you keep one of those. But, um, you know, this is this is an adventure. And, you know, the, the masters have sort of outlined methods and they've given hints and, you know, they've all spoken about life, how to live, how we should live and things like this. And it's good. Um, yet each of us still has to live it ourselves and experience it ourselves to know and then to understand. And then, of course, to go beyond that. Because once we learn the lesson, then we go up a little higher to learn uh, some higher lessons, right? So, this is great. This section, okay, so we're reading from the book called From Poverty to Power, written by James Allen. That's right, our favorite. Uh, This book was written in 1901. And the section we're reading from is called The Secret of Abounding Happiness. Right? And we talked yesterday about this whole idea that selfishness breeds unhappiness. And we had some few other good points from yesterday, too. Um, You know what? Sometimes I... Sometimes I pull it up here on the on the computer here, and I just give a little recap. Sometimes my wife likes when I do that. But basically, oh, we talked about that wealth and material possessions do not automatically bring happiness, right? That some of, some of the poorest people are the most happy, and some of the richest people are the most unhappy and troubled, right? And that basically most people think that Happiness is only to be obtained by the gratification of desire, right? So that means if you want something and you get it, then you're happy, (laughs) which is a very, very limited view because, I mean, most things we don't get, most things you want, you will not get, right? I don't know. That's my opinion. Uh, And so then we're condemning ourselves to a life of unhappiness. So there's a few more good points in in the the remainder of this section, which we're going to start reading uh, right now. So let's go ahead and do that. Again, this is from the section called The Secret of Abounding Happiness. Abiding happiness will come to you when, ceasing to selfishly cling, you are willing to give up. When you are willing to lose unreservedly that impermanent thing which is so dear to you, and which, whether you cling to it or not, will one day be snatched from you, then you will find that that which seemed to you like a painful loss turns out to be a supreme gain. To give up In order to gain, then this there is no greater delusion, nor no more prolific source of misery. 
but to be willing to yield up and to suffer loss. This is indeed the way of life. How is it possible to find real happiness by centering ourselves in those things which, by their very nature, must pass away? Abiding and real happiness can only be found by centering ourselves in that which is permanent. Rise, therefore, above the clinging to and the craving for impermanent things, and you will then enter into a consciousness of the eternal. And as rising above self, and by growing more and more into the spirit of purity, self-sacrifice, and universal love, you become centered in that consciousness. You will realize that happiness which has no reaction and which can never be taken from you. The heart that has reached utter self-forgetfulness in its love for others has not only become possessed of the highest happiness, but has entered into immortality, for it has realized the divine. Look back upon your life, and you will find that the moments of supremest happiness were those in which you uttered some word or performed some act of compassion or self-denying love. Spiritually, happiness and harmony are synonymous. Harmony is one phase of the great law whose spiritual expression is love. All selfishness is discord, and to be selfish is to be out of harmony with the divine order. As we realize that all-embracing love, which is the negation of self, we put ourselves in harmony with the divine music, the universal song, and that ineffable melody which is true happiness, becomes our own. Men and women are rushing hither and thither in the blind search for happiness and cannot find it, nor ever will until they recognize that happiness is already within them and round about them, filling the universe and that they, in their selfish searching, are shutting themselves out from it. And there's a little poem here I'll read. I followed happiness to make her mine, past towering oak and swinging ivy vine. She fled, I chased o'er slanting hill and dale, o'er fields and meadows, in the purpling vale, pursuing rapidly or dashing stream, I scaled the dizzy cliffs where eagles scream. I traversed swiftly every land and sea, but happiness eluded me. 
Exhausted, fainting, I pursued no more, but sank to rest upon a barren shore. One came and asked for food and one for alms. I placed the bread and gold in bony palms. One came for sympathy and one for rest. I shared with every needy one my best. When lo, sweet happiness with form divine stood by me, whispering softly, I am thine. These beautiful lines of Burleigh's express the secret of all abounding happiness. Sacrifice the personal and transient, and you will rise at once into the impersonal and permanent. Give up that narrow, cramped self that seeks to render all things subservient to its own petty interests, and you will enter into the company of the angels, into the very heart and essence of universal love. Forget yourself entirely in the sorrows of others and in ministering to others, and divine happiness will emancipate you from all sorrow and suffering. Taking the first step with a good thought, the second with a good word, and the third with a good deed, I entered paradise. And you also may enter into paradise by pursuing the same course. It is not beyond. It is here. It is realized only by the unselfish. It is known in its fullness only to the pure in heart. If you have not realized this unbounded happiness, you may begin to actualize it by ever holding before you the lofty ideal of unselfish love and aspiring toward it. Aspiration or prayer is desire turned upward. It is the soul turning toward its divine source, where alone permanent satisfaction can be found. By aspiration, the destructive forces of desire are transmuted into divine and all-preserving energy. To aspire is to make an effort to shake off the trammels of desire. It is the prodigal made wise by loneliness and suffering, returning to his father's mansion. As you rise above the sordid self, as you break one after another the chains that bind you, will you realize the joy of giving, as distinguished from the misery of grasping, giving of your substance, giving of your intellect, giving of the love and light that is growing within you. You will then understand that it is indeed more blessed to give than to receive. But the giving 
must be of the heart, without any taint of self, without desire for reward. The gift of pure love is always attended with bliss. If, after you have given, you are wounded because you are not thanked or flattered, or your name put in the paper, know then that your gift was prompted by vanity and not by love, and you were merely giving in order to get. We're not really giving, but grasping. Lose yourself in the welfare of others. Forget yourself in all that you do. This is the secret of abounding happiness. Ever be on the watch to guard against selfishness and learn faithfully the divine lessons of inward sacrifice. So shall you climb the highest heights of happiness and shall remain in the never-clouded sunshine of universal joy, clothed in the shining garment of immortality. And that's the end of this section here. Let's take a quick break here on The Mystic Show. Welcome back to the Mystic Show. Yeah, that was a little trancey interlude there. I want to thank 
the band Dawn of Midi for that little musical interlude. That's off their 2013 album called Dysnomia. Uh, so the band name is Dawn of Midi. And it sounds electronic, but those are actually all human beings playing real human instruments together. So it's really, uh, I really like it. So welcome back to the Mystic Show. I'm happy you could join me here, and uh, what a what a reading by James Allen. I mean, let's uh, let's talk about a couple of these points real quick. I mean, he keeps stressing in this discussion about abounding happiness, right, or true happiness. He keeps talking about selfishness and self forgetfulness. Right? And it's so fundamental to our spiritual practice. I mean, if we're being selfish and it's all ego driven, we're we're separate from the rest of the world. And we have and we want things for ourselves and, and we we don't want necessarily other people to have it, but we want it. <laughs> So it's very selfish. It cuts us off from the rest of the world and and that causes unhappiness in the end because when your desires are not fulfilled, you don't you're not happy. <laughs> so the opposite of that is self-forgetfulness. And he he mentions it. He says uh where is it? He talks about, you know, remember, he says look back upon your life and you will find that the moments of supremest happiness were those in which you uttered some word or performed some act of compassion or self-denying love. Right? So when we forget ourselves, that's when we really shine and give everything that is possible for us to give. And that makes us feel <laughs> abounding happiness. So he also mentions um, aspiration. And my, my spiritual guide has often noted the difference between aspiration and ambition. And I guess ambition is more, you know, worldly goals, more... Uh, getting something, uh, acquiring something, whereas aspiration is about becoming something. And in a way, that's what our spiritual journey is. We're becoming something. It's not that we're going to receive anything specific, but we become what we have to become. So instead of, you know, loving other people, we... In the end, we sh- we need to become love itself, which is a very deep idea. So maybe you can meditate on that if you'd like to. Um, and James Allen talks about aspiration. He says, aspiration or prayer is desire turned upward, right? So it's it's almost like a desire on a higher level, on a much higher level. And again, it's about becoming and being rather than having. Uh, Very simple. So aspiration, 
right? It is the soul turning toward its divine source where alone permanent satisfaction can be found. And again, it's tough, I guess, in today's world doing this sometimes because we have to do things. We have to have jobs and earn money to get things. Um, and we get caught up in that. So we have to look upward. And that's what, uh, that's what we're doing on our, on our own mystical journey for ourselves. And then at the very end, he talks about giving um giving without the idea without the desire for reward and he says if you give something and you are wounded because you're not thanked or flattered then that's not really giving you were just grasping so giving in a sort of a state of self-forgetfulness without any idea of reward or getting something back, that's the true giving. That's, that's, uh, that's how we love other people. Um, and love mean divine love, not, not love in a, in a very human mundane, every word sense, every day sense of the word where, where most, People use the word love. They really should be using the word affection. In fact, my spiritual guide says that love love is really not for between human beings. Love is only for God. Love in its absolute state, obviously, in its divine state. But when humans say love, really, it just means affection. You know, you love someone today, a few years later, I don't love them anymore. <laughs> That's affection. You could say, I have affection for you today, but I don't have any affection for you <laughs> after a couple of years. But love is always there. How can love go away? Right? Love never stops. It never ends. So love, love is a divine quality, which we, in our everyday lives, we completely misuse that word and, you know, uh, confuse ourselves and all this stuff. But anyway, thanking, I mean, sorry, giving without the desire for reward is also one of the main topics of the uh, Bhagavad Gita, the spiritual text uh, from ancient times. And that's what Lord Krishna is telling Arjuna, you know, in in in, in the Gita. He's saying you should do, fulfill your dharma, do, do your duty without the idea or concern for any reward. Just do it and leave the reward up to him or God or the universe. Um, again, in our modern day lives, especially here in America, it's, you know, it's, it's a little strange because we do have to do certain things with the idea of reward. We have to earn money. So that's why uh, the spiritual adventure, trying to live the American lifestyle and also practice spirituality is like the ultimate um, challenge. <laughs> it's like, but the, it's very, very difficult. But here's the thing, and this is the opportunity. 
if you learn how to do it, and if you you uh, if you're successful at integrating those two things, that's a huge spiritual step forward um, in in your in your spiritual life. And other people who don't face that same challenge, they will not be able to make that much progress. So, so we have a lot of uh, opportunity here. Let's say <laughs> in the well, really, it's all over the world. It's not just America, but uh, right every every country, every place has their own, you know, um, desires and distractions and all this stuff. So. That's a great section. So we finished that section, and uh, I love, it's just amazing how James Allen puts it. I really appreciate it so much, and I hope you do too. I hope some of these concepts register in your brain and in your heart, and maybe you can think about them or meditate on them or talk to other people about them and and uh, use use this time for reflection and contemplation to to grow spiritually yourself so thank you for listening and uh as always keep shining <laughs>